It is because not only I was down a set in a break, but um, she made me play like an amateur in the first set. You know, she was playing so good. So I had to try and focus on different things. I had to just try and see and look at the other side of the net and see what I can do better to put her in an uncomfortable position. I think it worked. Um, I just tried, you know, to uh, play physical and all I can say is I need a pedicure because my feet are bleeding so badly. <laughs> we'll get you a pedicure and the folks at Eisenhower Medical will take care of you as well, I'm sure, as they do all the athletes. Real quick, going on to take uh, Arena Sabalenka, you've had some tough matches. The good news is you've won the last two matches against her. What are your thoughts about taking on the Australian Open champion? I think she's a different player too when I played her the last time. She just won a Grand Slam. She's so confident. I watched a little bit of her match today and she was hitting like so big and uh, I heard the commentator saying that um, I think she only played nine rallies in the entire match over nine balls so it's gonna be tough you know uh, another big hitter like today I mean <laughs> Petra was just uh, blowing it blowing me off the court uh, in that first set so um, all I can do is just try and find solutions you know I haven't played my best tennis yet but I'm in the semi-finals without playing good tennis all I can say is my mentality is very good and I'm, I'm here to stay until the end. We love it and Indian Wells loves you. When I was a little kid, there was a book that I read called The Little Engine That Could. Another three-setter, you are the little engine that could and you keep proving everybody how great you are. Ladies and gentlemen, Maria Sakari. Thank you, thank you everyone. Through to the semifinals, everyone. Lovely words, and those fans will be happy. The Greek flag flying as Maria Sakri. She said it all, really. She said, you know what? I'm not playing my best tennis, but I'm in the semifinals. My mentality is strong. And she just finds solutions, and she absolutely is. She's a problem solver out there on the court, a solution finder. Yes, and the warrior is how she uh, turned that match around, believe it, until the end. It's just always a pleasure to watch her on the court in the match but also after an interview she's quite entertaining very nice personality just hello everyone and welcome to trips tennis talk the amateur podcast about professional tennis and as i always say please remember that this is an amateur production because we are returning uh, after a couple days away. The good folks at Argon Productions needed a little bit of a break, and that break is now over, and now we are back. You just heard Maria Sacri after her win. Just now we are live. Those were live comments. 8.34 p.m. on the West Coast. The singles schedule for today is has just concluded with um, number w- number seven seed Maria Sakari coming back from four six one three down to beat number fifteen seed Petra Kvitova. Sakari gets the win four six seven five six one in two hours and fifteen minutes. So as you can tell by reading the score, Sakari was down four six five all. And then she only lost one more game the rest of the way. I had that match on in the background here while I was looking at the highlights of another match. Got a multitask here. That is 
That is my concession to the real world during the work week. And Sakari made the finals last year, and she's back into the semifinals this year. And she hasn't done much in the last year, so maybe this is her one of her better tournaments. For Kvitova, Kvitova losing a match from a set and a breakup is not surprising. Any, with Kvitova, at this point, the unexpected is what's expected. And I'm sorry to say, losing from 6-4, 3-1 up is kind of expected. It does not surprise me at all, but it is a tough, tough loss for Petra Kvitova. Let's go backwards in the schedule today. In the second day match that happened just prior to this, Daniil Medvedev, the number five seed, won his 18th consecutive match. He beat the number 23 seed, Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, 6-3-7-5. I didn't catch this one. I was thinking maybe half an hour ago I could catch some highlights of it, but 8.36, I can already feel myself starting to go. So I'm just going to make a business decision. I'm going to not watch this one tonight. But I still wanted to do a podcast. So I'll stick with more of the ancillary stories. Medvedev rolled his ankle yesterday in his marathon victory over Zverev. There was some concern coming in. Was he going to be fit to play? And it was his ankle was well enough to win the match in straight sets today against a seeded player. We'll see how it is going forward. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Medvedev won the tournament and then said afterwards that his ankle's destroyed or something like that. Or it wouldn't surprise me at all if he said he's fine. We'll find out in just a moment because I'm going to play his press conference. For Davidovich Fokina, this is a good result. He gets 180 points for making the quarters here. His Monte Carlo points from last year those 600 points for making the finals, they are about to come up, and, you know, it's unlikely that he'll make the finals again. So this is a good preemptive reinforcement to his ranking when he's going to lose some points in about a month's time. Afterwards, Daniil Medvedev spoke with the media. Let's listen to what he said. Conference of Daniel Medvedev. First of all, congratulations, Daniel. 18th win in a row, and you are still going on. I know you said it's not your favorite court here, but what made you do so well? Confidence, confidence for sure, because uh, exactly 100% not uh, my uh, favorite uh, surface and conditions. So a lot of these matches, I would honestly stay starting from the first match if I wouldn't be uh, in, let's say, let's call it in the zone where you get a little bit luck on your side, some, some crazy shots, some crazy points on your side. I would probably lose early like I always do here. So really happy that with all the circumstances and with all the crazy matches, I'm still in the tournament and still uh, keeping the streak alive. Uh, and looking forward, yeah, for, for my semis. Uh, nothing uh, nothing uh, more to add. You have the chance to, to look at your, your hand, your finger, is it? Yeah, well, that's uh, nothing too bad because actually the moment I cut it, I saw like, I don't know if I should say it, but kind of the meat. Uh, so that was not not nice to see. Uh, and uh, they cleaned it now. 
have a small uh, tape, so uh, should be fine. I just the question is going to be whether I tape it in two days for the match or not. But that's not a big problem because yeah, I managed to play well with the tape today, and I mean a lot of players tape their fingers and managed to play well, so I'm going to be able to do it also. You were talking, a, a, you know, I guess a week or two ago, um, how concerned you were after the way the year started in Melbourne. Um, and obviously you've been on this great run now. Are you back to where you feel you should be mentally? Mentally, 100%. I mean, it's uh, amazing. It's very tough to have these uh, streaks, you know, in tennis because... Yeah, you always have an opponent on the other side who wants to beat you. Uh, everyone wants to be in the semis of Masters, finals, or winning the tournament. So it's tough because anybody can beat you any moment. And when you manage to win that many matches in a row, it's just a pleasant feeling. Uh, three titles, but right now, yeah, my mind is definitely 100% here in Indian Wells. Want to try to to get uh, this last two matches, and the further you go, the tougher it is. Uh, the more confident your opponents are because yeah the, uh, if you play semis or final means uh, that you are feeling uh, good uh, either with the courts or conditions either in your confidence which is uh, more the second one for me uh, but it's the same for other three players so I'm sure Francis is feeling uh, great right now and playing great and it's going to be the same for guys who, who win tomorrow uh, but uh, I feel great uh, and I, hopefully I can continue this way uh, this season because it's been a long time I haven't felt uh, this way. At the same time, or if you look at it on the other side of the coin... All right, we'll stop it right there. Um, so yeah, those were some comments from Mehdi earlier. In the second match of the day, Arena Sabalenka destroyed Coco Goff 6-4, 6-love. My man Jose Morgado on Twitter had a stat about how Goff is not doing well against top 10 opposition recently. She's on a run of losing multiple sets in a row against uh, top 10 opponents. Sabalenka is number 2 seed. Goff is the number 6 seed. This is one I did not see. And again, in the middle of the work week, you know, am I going to pick watching a 6-4, 6-love match? Or am I going to pick... Sleep. I'm going to pick sleep. I did actually have to cut something here. It was bad enough that I had to cut it. So let's just move on. All right, now from today's winner, this is following the quote quarterfinal win, which is correct. Let's hear from today's winner, Arena Sabalenka. Yeah, um, it was it was great match and um, yeah, I felt really great on court and I think I play I played great tennis so I'm super happy with this win. It's always tough matches against uh, Coco and I'm super happy that I was able to finish this one in two sets. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really think about our previous matches, and um, yeah, I felt a little bit different 
uh, on the court uh, this year, and I feel like I'm a little bit different player. So yeah, I wasn't really focusing on the last matches against her. I was focusing uh, on myself, and um, I mean, I knew that if I'm gonna bring my uh, my tennis on court today, that um, I'll I'll have. Uh, I have a lot of chances to win this this match, so super happy that I was able to show my best tennis today. I think I'm more calm on court, and I'm able to control my emotions, which uh, help help me to stay in the game no matter what, and just fight for every point uh, without losing without losing my mind and without giving like easy easy points to opponents. Sorry, what was the? I imagine your parents were involved in your father and so forth. Uh, you mean in tennis? How I started, like, from a very young age? Yes, uh, I don't know how I like. I started playing tennis very easily. My father was trying to bring me in, into sport, and he was trying to find something good for me. And he was passing the tennis courts, and that's how I started. And yeah, my family helped me a lot, and um, I think my. That from the very young age, he was trying to make me like a really tough person, and I think that's where my character came from. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of up and downs. It was a lot of tough uh, periods, but I'm I'm really happy that it wasn't like really wasting of time, and I'm really happy that I was able to achieve so many goals in this sport and. Um, yeah, I just hope that my family is uh, very proud of me. Irina, um, just going back to your Australian Open, when did you come down from that cloud, um, the high, and you say that you've got more confidence now in the way you're playing this year. Do you feel there is a different attitude with your fellow players towards you? And the last part is, where is the trophy? Uh, trophy is back at home with my mom, and I didn't get the first question. <laughs> How long did it take you to come down? After Australia Open, yeah. Um, I don't know. I actually thought it's going to be really quick, like after um, every title, you know. But yeah, of course it was different, and I think I, I, I needed like maybe four days to kind of uh, get back to normal because for for four days I would say I was like whole for whole day all day long I was thinking about oh my god it's happened like uh, is it a real life or I was afraid I'm gonna, going to wake up right now and it was a dream you know <laughs> that was my biggest fear <laughs> but yeah just four days and then we uh, we get back uh, on court start practicing again because the tournaments keep going and uh, um, I couldn't uh, couldn't lose myself for 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 a long time. You know, I was trying to stay still focused and then try to keep working. All right, we'll leave it there. In the first match of the day, Francis Tiafo upset Cameron Nori six four six four. I was surprised by that. I did see the first set of this one, 
in its entirety. And Nori definitely came out stronger. He was he had the run of form in the early games that were holds. And then when Tiafo got the break, he, you know, established his dominance. What a surprise. A player that takes a lead is the player establishing the patterns. No, but especially toward the end of the first set, Nori's shots started to break down. He started to make some more unforced errors, including into the net. And when that was going on, he was also having negative body language. So I'm assuming that continued into the second set. Again, professional business decision. I could be watching that now, but I would rather do the podcast now and then go to bed so that way I can be successful tomorrow. Yeah, the subtitle of all these Indian Wells podcasts should be Self-Care with Trip, or at least Attempted Self-Care. And those are the four matches from today, just to officially read them all in a row. These are quarterfinal matches from today. Today is the first day of the quarterfinals. The next day is tomorrow. Number 14 seed Francis Tiafo beat number 10 seed Cameron Nori, 6-4, 6-4. Number 5 seed Daniil Medvedev beat number 23 seed Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, 6-3-7-5. Number 2 seed Irina Sabalenka beat number 6 seed Coco Goff, 6-4-6 Love. Number 7 seed Maria Sakari beat number 15 seed Petra Kvitova, 4-6-7-5-6-1. The length of the, of the matches today, the last one there, the Sakari match, Sakari 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 Sakari, it's sac it's Sakari. Need to be better about that. That match was over two hours, but the Sabalenka win hour and four minutes, the Medvedev win hour forty six, the Tiafo win hour thirty nine. So mostly unremarkable matches today, and honestly, that's been the case for about a week now. There has not really been a defining standout moment of this tournament. Honorable mention would go to Fritz and Shelton at the moment. Still, actually, no, that's not true. That's not true. That's that's a lie. But we're not going to cut that. There have been some good matches, but they were in the last couple days when I was um, I was busy, shall we say. Coffee sip time. Just quickly to talk about those. Medvedev had a... Big win over Zverev yesterday. That was 6-7-7-6-7-5. Medi might have saved match points in that. I can't remember. Kvitova did save match points to beat Pagula last night in a tiebreak 13-11 in the third. That was a 2-6-3-6. Sorry. 6-2-3-6-7-6 win yesterday. The entire round of 16 was played yesterday, so the players that played yesterday, they were the ones that played today. Last, I want to hear some comments from Francis Tiafo from earlier. Let's listen to that. So Francis Tiafo. First of all, congrats, Francis. This is the best result in your office and also any other Masters 1000. What have been working so well for you? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I just think the vibes all around. I've been super happy being here. Um, been good experience on and off court. Um, 
and yeah, I think uh, getting three solid wins before today, um, comfortably, you know, I have a lot in the tank, and um, yeah, I think every win he's built more and more confidence, you get more and more comfortable, and here we are. Camp's not that easy to push or to rush, but it seems like you, you really, like you said, hugged the baseline, attacked. Are you doing more of that now than you were a couple of years ago? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm using my speed a lot more to be aggressive, not just you know to give react to balls and out the corners and stuff. Even I'm doing that much better now, but um, using my speed to be aggressive, come forward much more, and you know sticking volleys and just uh, being athletic out there. Um, and and it's tough for guys. You know, you know, I mean, I'm really coming at you and. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have any responses for me today. Um, Cam's going to be Cam and make it tough for me at the end. Um, you know, I blinked a little there at the end, but um, for the most part, I thought it was one-way traffic. Congratulations on all these great results. Uh, well done. Um, you've, you've been doing so well. Um, you've seen what Taylor's done. You had the uh, US Open result Labor Cup, but you just said that there's still a lot of work to do. A uh, tough question, but what are, what are the next one or two things you you have to do to get to the very top? Well, one or two things is two more rounds here, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, winning 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 events like these is 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 pretty much the more and more you put yourself in positions like these, the more and more you have a chance to you know win these events and cross the line, right? So, um, you know, to get to that top echelon of the game, you know, you need to win tournaments like these. So, you know, being in the semis is great. Um, you know, I'm very happy to be here, but, you know, it's just semifinals. And, you know, there's more work to get, more work to do. It only gets tougher. You know, quality guys only get tougher. So, um, take it for what it is. You know, I'm, you know, I'm happy for every milestone, humbled and very, um, you know, very thankful for the opportunity. But um, got to keep the head down, keep going. Can you can you speak about your relationship with your coach and how did he help you to to make a step forward in your in your career? Yeah, yeah, just just more uh, <coughs> maturity more than anything, right? You know, taking ownership of my career. You know, just uh, being professional. Um, you know, day in day out. You know, on the court, off the court. You know, getting proper rest. Um, you know, being on time. Just doing 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 things the right way. Um, you know, pro, pro things you eat, everything. So, you know, I think all that's you know, kind of helped me grow and on and off court. And, and that's kind of, and it shows, you know, I don't, um, I'm not playing as many loose points as I was before. You know, I'm very much more focused. I'm still getting the crowd into it, but I'm, I'm very, I'm very in it in the match. And, um, yeah, I think uh, he's got a very different personality than I do. So uh, his uh, drill sergeant kind of attitude uh, helps me quite a bit. Taylor's title here last year. Was that a little bit of an eye-opener or a spark for you? I, no, not really. Just happy for him, right? I mean, it was just a moment where it's huge. You know, one of us won a Masters. Um, I think I think from a long, for a long time, um, Taylor and I, you know, something that he's done, something I do, you know, it's just we've kind of just been one-upping each other. You know, we were, we were both, you know, 18, 19, those two guys getting top 100. Um, and we've always kind of been pushing each other, whether we realize it or not. And and I think, uh, yeah, um, it's it's only going to help us, you know, for years to come. Um, but yeah, you know, 
not necessarily you know seeing him do that you know sparks me. I'm happy for him and it helps me you know believe. Cause I'm like you know Taylor Fritz can do this. Well, why not? You know, and then that that you know then you know. But everyone everyone's time is different. You know my you know my time was you know the open and so on and so forth. His time was here last year. Um, you know Tommy, his time was in Australia and, and he's been playing great. So everyone's gonna have their moment. But I think you know seeing you know guys you grew up with do X Y and Z. That, that helps you for sure. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You said you were having good experience off court. Could you be more specific? I'm having great experiences off court. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, life's been good. Um me well. I mean, obviously, went to the NBA All Star game. Um, you know, specifically at this tournament. What? What? Oh, you talking about? Okay, 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 okay. Um, I'm staying at a pretty sweet place uh, at Zenyara, so I'm, I'm, I've been really relaxed. Um, I'm playing pickleball. I've been, you know, posting up near the near the lake. Um, I did bow and arrows the other day. I, you know, I was on a dune buggy. We got a sweet place over there at that state, so I've I've been I've been feeling pretty good and pretty relaxed once I get on the ground. So I think that helps. Francis, you were just saying about taking ownership of your, your, your career. Uh, what would you say might have been the catalyst or, the, or the, the flick of the switch that maybe helped to change things or register it a bit more in, in, your, in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I mean you got to think, right? I mean, you know, I've a guy came from very humble beginnings. You know, I came on the scene. I was 18-year-old, 19-year-old in the top 100. Uh, a lot of expectations on me. Guys are thinking I'm, I'm going to be the guy. Um, you know, to do it, X, Y, and Z, American Hope, blah, blah, blah. And it was tough. I don't I don't think I was really really ready for it. Um, and, you know, I was, you know, a young guy having money. I was enjoying my life. I was, uh, you know, outside activities and stuff like that. And um, now it's kind of honed it in. Um, I think I think the main thing was, you know, our, our you know these guys ahead of me, seeing guys I grew up with playing juniors with, Andre Zverev, Tsitsipas. You know, are these I'm always gonna let these guys like just take all the money out here for years to come, or you know, because I mean I would play these guys and beat them on you know the odd occasion, but I just wasn't doing these kind of things and just winning consistent matches. So I was like, all right, I mean someone's gotta give here, like. Uh, and I love this game too much to not to not figure it out. So yeah, you know, hiring Wayne, um, you know, getting a tight team around me, and just holding myself accountable, um, and just and just having that curiosity of you know how good I can be at this game. You know, I'm you know I got I got a you know gift from the man above, and I just I just want to see what I can do with this game. Um, I owe it a lot. There, there wasn't one specific moment or match or tournament that changed it around, or was there? Um. You could probably say maybe, maybe at Vienna run, maybe um, beat a lot of quality guys that week. Um, but then I started 2022 uh, with some injuries, so you know it was tough. But probably that week where I was like, okay, yeah, um, I can, I can, I can play with these guys for real when I'm locked in. At the All Star Game in, in LA, you've been loving hoops for a long, long time. It's Aside from all the... All right, we can stop it there. One thing to get to before we get out of here. 
a couple of days ago, Lesya Serenko, a Ukrainian player, pulled out of a match against Sabalenka, who's Belarusian, who's banned because who who was banned from Wimbledon and who's not playing with representation for a year now. Um, she, uh, so Serenko withdrew, and then this is from the um, uh, tennis account, a Ukrainian tennis Twitter account. Um, here's, a, here's a statement from Lesya Serenko. Today I just had a mental breakdown after all the things I've heard. It was a panic attack. I had trouble breathing. A few days ago I had a conversation with WTA CEO Steve Simon. I was absolutely shocked by what I heard from him. I felt mentally bad in my previous match versus Vekic. It was incredibly difficult to play then. Today it's got worse. I couldn't pull myself together. I had a panic attack when it was time to go out there. I hope I'll be able to regroup and be more ready for the next tournament. What happened during that conversation? I had quite a few different questions. I asked about the quality of the tennis balls in Monterey, where many players complained about pain in the shoulders, hands, and elbows. I also couldn't finish my match because of it. Besides, Steve Simon expressed his confidence to me that the Russians and Belarusians will return to the Olympics and it will happen as it is happening in tennis right now. He told me that this is in fact a fair play, and it shows that Olympic principles are not violated, that it will show that everyone is equal and everyone has the opportunity, opportunity to perform at the Olympics. When I asked whether he understood that he tells me all of this while there is an active war against my country going on right now, he said yes, that this was his opinion. He added that he himself would be feeling terrible if he was in my shoes, and well, he doesn't support the war personally, but if the players from Russia and Belarus do support it, he said, this is their own opinion, sorry, this is only their own opinion, and the opinion of others should not upset me. I had questions regarding tours support for the Ukrainian players. At Australian Open, we made a request whether they can provide additional accommodation, and food for those who couldn't go back straight away. Players are basically left without their homes, and the Australian organizers agreed to provide such support. Previously, we've never got similar support from the WTA. So when I asked about it again a few days ago, Steve Simon told me that he will continue to monitor the situation. So to me, it was clear that it will stay the same, meaning no help as it was last year. This conversation left me completely shocked. I tried to digest all the information, but today I just broke down mentally, to be honest. Ukrainian players in our chat know about this conversation. Everyone felt the same. Everybody is shocked. I just don't get that such things need to be explained. It's just so weird and so painful. We asked for a conference call with the WTA board about what we should do about it, how someone like this can be a leader, how we should understand whether our organization protects our rights at all or not. In response, the WTA released the following statement. First and foremost, we acknowledge the emotions Lesia and all of our Ukrainian athletes have and continue to manage during this very difficult period of time. We are witnessing an ongoing horrific war that continues to bring unforeseen circumstances with far-reaching consequences that are affecting the world, as well as the global WTA tour and its members. 
the WTA has consistently reflected our full support for Ukraine and strongly condemned the actions that have been brought forth by the Russian government. With this, a fundamental principle of the WTA remains, which is ensuring that individual athletes may participate in professional tennis events based on merit and without any form of discrimination and not penalized due to the decisions made by the leadership of their country. Order of Play, Thursday, March 16th, 2023. These are quarterfinal matches. Pacific Time Start, 11 a.m., Elena Rybakina versus Karolina Muhova. Followed by Iga Sviantek versus Serana Kirstea. 3 p.m. Pacific, Taylor Fritz versus Yannick Sinner. 6 p.m., Carlos Alcaraz versus Felix Auger Aliassime. And that's your schedule. Only four singles tomorrow. And that's going to be a wrap for today. Glad to get back on the horse. Not the best ep, but on the first day back, you have to work your way into it. Hopefully I'll be back in form. Top form, anyway, by the weekend. Today wasn't bad. It just was not my absolute peak of my powers. Thanks for listening. Cue that music. Gene.